Hello there, everybody. Happy New Year, and welcome to HPAC On The Air, the monthly podcast of HPAC Engineering Magazine, publication of Endeavor Business Media. I'm your host, Ron McManamy, and this is our first episode of 2023. Now, to kick off the new year, our guest this month is Nicole Bush, press officer for AHR Expo, our industry's premier annual trade show, once again set to jumpstart the new year next month in Atlanta. Based in Connecticut, the AHR Expo show office runs year-round, so Nicole is here to preview the big event and give us a bit of the behind-the-scenes look at how it all comes together. Nicole, uh, welcome to HPAC On The Air. Thank you for having me. Sure, and thanks so much for joining us this month. Uh, first off, I was just wondering if you could please uh, tell our audience a little bit about uh, your background and how you came to AHR Expo and, and what role you play leading up to and, and straight on through the big show. Sure. Um, well, I am the press officer as HR Expo, which I think I heard you mention in my intro. Um, personally, I've worked in and around the HVAC industry, I think since the onset of my career. Um, I've worked for some of the people you'll see on the exhibitor floor um, many years ago through um, agency representation, and I've worked with a lot of B2B type of companies throughout my career. I really love this space. I love, you know, working with OEMs, working with product developers. Um, I think it's an exciting place to be. And I like personally the B2B space because, you know, you can see the practicality in maybe not the obvious things that are in your everyday life, but the things that impact your everyday life. And I find that to be very interesting. You know, HVAC is a perfect example of that. You really tend to not notice it unless there's an issue mm-hmm. <laughs> or cooling. You know, I grew up in the South. If you don't have air conditioning these days, you you realize that. And now I live in the North. And if you have a cold day without heat, you recognize very quickly how important <laughs> this industry is. So that's fascinating to me. Um, I came to HR Expo. I live in Connecticut. Obviously, HR Expo is headquartered here. Um, and I, you know, working in and around the industry, I've been to many trade shows. This is a trade show I've been to. Um, myself on the other side of it. And I just started working with them in their press room and through representation. And now here I am. So, and I think your other question was, what am I responsible for? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Just in, in leading up to the, I mean, this seems like the year revolves around this, uh, this event for so many. Yeah. Well, I, I hope that's the case. We certainly try to plan it as the kickoff of the year to put everyone's, you know, quarterly years in motion right here in Q1. Um, my role specifically is I do a lot of talking to people. <laughs> I do a ton of listening. Listening, I think, is the biggest part of my job. Um, and that is, you know, a large part of the listening is because we want to make sure that we're putting on a show that is beneficial. It's what people need, um, you know, a lot of what they want, but mostly what they need. And that can be, you know, topics that are trending across the industry, pain points that we're picking up on that might not be necessarily, you know, being vocalized in the mainstream in the industry yet, but we know that there are issues that, you know, someone within our audience share might come across throughout the year. And we want to, we want to hit those head on in the beginning of the year. So you can make plans, you can make adjustments, you can forecast, you can do what's needed to make sure you can have a successful business year. Um, so a lot of that comes from conversations, of course, with our exhibitor exhibitors on the show floor, I talk to them multiple touch points throughout the year, but also through our attendees um, or, you know, prospective attendees and people who will find value in walking the exhibitor floor and participating in our education programming, finding out what issues they have in their day-to-day jobs, um, what 
problems they're looking to solve and then pairing that with what we have on the exhibitor floor. And, you know, I know some of the solutions that our exhibitors are providing and then building conversations around that. How do we get these audiences connected and talking about these things? Um, do we do that with our education programming? Do we do that, you know, by building out a podcast pavilion? Um, do we do that by having, you know, exhibitor discussion points that we, we give out, you know, how can we make this a, truly beneficial experience so that when you come away from the three days that you've spent at the show, you've picked up knowledge, application processes, networking connections, um, whatever it may be that you're searching for, you've picked up that information and you can apply it immediately back into your job role. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of, you know, my job, I think in a broad sense. And then of course I communicate with, with you and with the rest mm -hmm. of our industry media to get you guys the news, um, to give you highlights about what the show is going to have, um, and, and to give you some of the talking points that we project are going to be talked about at the show as well. Actually, just, I mean, I, we'll get back to, to all of that here, I think, uh, as well, but just it occurs to me that, uh, as we all know, the AHR Expo, you know, has felt the impact of the pandemic these last three, three years, as, as all of us have, but it forced you guys, I guess, to cancel the event in 2021. And it also, I think, probably uh, kept overall attendance down a bit last year in, in Vegas. How are the numbers looking this year for Atlanta? And, and uh, will we be back uh, to pre-pandemic levels yet? Or, or how, how are things trending? Yeah, I mean, you're right. Like, we were forced to cancel Chicago in 21. Um, and, you know, that was devastating. But when you really look at it, there was no way we were going to be able to host the event that I think the industry has come to expect. Um, so coming back to Vegas... You know, I don't think anyone knew what to expect. Um, mm -hmm. There obviously were a lot of considerations that were beyond anyone's control. There were still a lot of testing procedures in place. Um, you know, the convention hall we were in there in Vegas, the convention hall had a mask mandate. Um, some of our international visitors weren't able to make it because of travel disruptions. And then I don't even, you know, our airline systems weren't even really back running at capacity um, to get people traveling. Um, this year, you know, I don't have the numbers yet. Personally, as you know, we release our numbers after the show. So we'll definitely have those. But in all the conversations I'm having, um, the energy is very high. And I know there's a lot of events happening around the show, a lot of things that I'm, you know, aware of that are happening on the show floor. Um, and people are excited to attend. And I see that throughout our social media. And I see that throughout, you know, comments that we see come through our website. So we are expecting a good show. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that if you look at our exhibitor registrations now, you know, we have just under 1800 exhibitors locked in to be on the show floor. So that's going to be a fully packed um, B hall and C hall. So that as an indicator in and of itself, you know, is amazing. And, you know, I hope that we all recalibrate to this, you know, we'll call it the before. Um, and I think personally in planning the show, it certainly felt more like that, you know, mm -hmm. last year, every single discussion, that was the big, you know, topic right off the gate and that's happening less and less. So, so I think Atlanta is looking like it's going to be an amazing show. I think the energy in Vegas, you know, even if the numbers were a little, you know, lower than what we had before, the energy was certainly like it was back. Everyone felt it. And I think mm -hmm. you know, people that were at the show were there to conduct serious business. And that is the post-show conversations that I had. You know, everyone kind of came with a mission, even if they were on a skeleton crew or they sent fewer people to represent their company than they would in prior years. You know, they were there with a, 
specific purpose and they were able to to meet that. So I think Atlanta is going to be a good one. And it, are there specific highlights? Uh, uh, you know, you'd mentioned the podcast pavilion and, and other, I mean, it's all sorts of uh, press conferences and, and other things on the, uh, on the show floor. And of course the ASHRAE is happening just down the hall as well, uh, their midwinter conference. But uh, can you go over some of the highlights that attendees should look for this year, uh, I guess, on the show floor in Atlanta? Sure. Um, well, as you mentioned, the podcast pavilion, um, that is bursting at the seams this year. <laughs> we have two pavilions, pavilion one and pavilion two, um, and we could have easily had six pavilions and filled them <laughs> by the amount of interest. And I think, you know, interest on both sides from the podcasters that we had already had kind of signed up and in, in rotation for this, you know, they have the interest from the guest, from our exhibitors, um, but also new podcasts that have come out of the woodwork in the last mm -hmm. couple of years. We do have a lot of new people coming on board um, who will be in the podcast pavilion. Um, so that area will be there again. That's going to be just a constant throughout all three days, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday um, in both pavilions. It's jam-packed. Um, I think a lot of the other cool things that I've heard about this year are you know, our exhibitor experiences, things that they're planning in their booth um, for attendees, um, a lot of discussion around decarbonization solutions. Um, this year, you know, we host the Innovation Awards every single year. We had a crazy number of entries this year, which, you know, tells us that the new product and new technologies that you're going to see on the floor is, is going to be, you know, in high volume. Mm -hmm. um, it, right in line with that, we have over 150 new product and technology um, presentations that are slated. That's after kind of cutting off people. <laughs> and mm. then, you know, we have only a certain number of hours in the day and those are booked at the theaters that are right off the floor there. Um, so we had so many more people that were interested in doing those and those, you know, have to be new to the marketplace in a certain time frame. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, it's gonna be overwhelming to kind of see things you've never seen before. <laughs> This mm -hmm. year, I think a lot of that probably has been in development over the last couple of years. And a lot of it probably, you know, has been developed because of the things we've learned in the last couple of years. Um, and then, of course, you know, we have all of these new regulations coming out. Um, I mentioned decarbonization solutions, and there's a reason for that. You know, there are a lot of standards that are working towards um, more efficiency and green solutions. So our manufacturers have been very busy um, creating products and technologies that provide solutions for that. Yeah, I know, especially in the refrigerant space, that that's uh, been, a, been a big topic and uh, will continue to be. Is the international component back to where it was, would you say? Or, or I guess that we're, we're looking, you're not, you're not sure yet about the international attendees, I guess, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, least... we're not hearing much in terms of difficulty. You know, last year, obviously there were things that were beyond, and, and it was different in every location you were looking at. There was no mm -hmm. one size fits all. Um, you know, that doesn't seem to be the case this year. So I know that we have a number of international exhibitors. Um, mm -hmm. And I think, you know, it looks like we're having just from the conversations I see in social media and things that I pay attention to. Uh, we definitely have, we have a lot of our Canadian friends who I think who will be able to be here this year. Um, and we have a lot more from overseas, I think, that are planning mm -hmm. to make the trip too, so. Now, earlier, you'd also mentioned just about some of the, uh, I guess, business intelligence that that people can gather while they're there. And I think uh, last month, AHR Expo released your, your annual, uh, the, the trends report with insights and predictions for 2023 from from a, a, a wide gamut of industry thought leaders. Does anything, I mean, just from that report and people can, can certainly download it online and and, uh, and look at it, but does anything jump out at you as a common theme or, or overriding trend that uh, our audiences should especially keep an eye on uh, this year? 
Absolutely. Um, you know, that is a really good reference point for us to, to make sure that we are touching on all of those highlighted conversations in our education programming and that we're kind of putting it out there ahead of time so that people know what to expect. Um, but I would say, you know, thinking through a short list, definitely all eyes on regulations, um, refrigerant changes, you know, a lot of things changing or just changed January 1. Um, M1 transitioning with our CR2 updates. Um, those are two things I think that were mentioned almost throughout the entire report. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, with that thought process in mind, you know, decarbonization again, and mm -hmm. that means different things for each of our different associations or disciplines within the industry, but that is being talked about supply chain recovery still, but I think, you know, shifting a little bit from the supply demand aspect of it, but thinking through transportation models, um, what the impacts of that look like these days, and then, you know, thinking through transportation, how are we moving product across the chain? So that's something that I know, certainly our distributors will be thinking and talking through, but our other audiences, those who are producing the product and those who are responsible for install the product are also thinking through and lead times on those. Um, inflation, will there be, won't there be? Mm -hmm, How much mm -hmm. to which products, to which services? <laughs> That's always a question I think that's up in the air, but this year specifically, again, as just a rebound from the last couple years, mm -hmm. um, and what are those effects on the supply chain? Along those lines, I think tariffs, that's something that's being discussed, you know, with our, um, you know, distribution chain overseas versus domestic and how tariffs, you know, involve in that way. Cybersecurity, um, that's another thing as we move more towards the connected building. You know, building mm -hmm. automation is not a new topic, but it is new, I think, in the delivery of we're actually seeing it now as, mm -hmm. you know, homeowners or as we build and retrofit commercial buildings, um, the connected building is just going to deepen and there will be security, cybersecurity effects with that. And, you know, as systems become more connected and we talk to them more and more, or as, you know, me as a homeowner, you as a homeowner have the ability to have a language between your, your home. And if we move towards electrification and things of that nature, what are the cybersecurity considerations there? And how do we, as an industry, get ahead of those? Um, and that's something that I think will be discussed. And then I think a larger one, um, workforce development, you know, that again, not a new topic, not even pre-pandemic new topic, but still a topic that is in dire need of being addressed. Um, so what does that look like as we continue with our aging workforce? You know, last year we were on the edge of the great resignation. Um, what does that mean for us? And then, you know, gauging interest from younger generations as they come in, diversifying what our workplace looks like and how do we attract people into the industry by showing them that there's opportunity across the board. I mean, you can literally be anything in the HVAC industry. You know, we need mm -hmm. talent from the techs through the engineering, but we also need talent for the sales chain. Um, we need talent for, you know, the marketers. We need talent across the board. So how do we make this industry, um, you know, strong and built and ready? Because we all know that the demand is not going anywhere. It's mm -hmm. only going to increase. I guess it is going somewhere. It's going up. <laughs> Right. And more and more solutions, you know, we're on the hook for some really big things at a global scale. You know, we're expanding the commodity um, of 
heating and cooling, but we're also trying to make it more cost-effective, more efficient, less impact on the environment, all of these things that we have to solve. And we need to have a really smart and skilled trained workforce and able to do that. And I think just about all the issues, well, I, I feel sure all the issues that you just mentioned are covered in one way or another through various uh, sessions at the, uh, we're either in the hall or across the way over in, at uh, ASHRAE's got quite a few things going on at their conference. So I imagine uh, uh, just about all those topics are covered one way or the other. So any attendee can can learn more about any Absolutely. of Absolutely. Yeah. You can check out our education session if you have the app um, that's mm -hmm. available for download or right on our website. And you can actually search by these terms mm -hmm. um, and it will pull up everything, be it a session or a new products and tech session. Um, and then of course you can search the exhibitor floor by the same thing. You can put in keywords or you can put in key subjects and it'll pull it up as well. Actually, that's just kind of a side note. Just even since you've been starting with the, with AHR Expo, how has the technology train changed the way the expo itself operates? I guess is it just everybody's got QR codes now. It seems like and, and uh, <laughs> yes, I I love QR codes. I actually think they're <laughs> very um you know they're very convenient. Um, I think you know a lot of ways it's it's having both options. You know, mm -hmm. some people like having a printed thing in their hand as they walk the floor. So we have the maps and things, but you can download it right on your phone through the app or we'll have QR codes throughout the show for you know easy access to schedules or what have you. Um, this year, our product preview, we actually moved that from being a you know a printed piece fully um, into, we built it as a website. Um, so it can be more interactive and people can explore it that way and not, you know it's not something that you're looking at a flat piece. You can explore it on the website. But also it allowed us to give our exhibitors more time and space to put all of their products, you know, featured here. So that's, that's something that's evolved. Um, you know, I think it's exciting to see that you can kind of interact with the show while you're there. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we can make updates on our end if there's something that, you know, we have picked up since, since we've been on the ground. Um obviously a lot of the planning of things that are you actually see physically at the show has to happen months in advance. Um, so it gives us the opportunity to be fresh and new too. Okay. I'm just curious about uh, the rest of the year for, for you folks after the flagship show closes in February, what does AHR Expo do for the next 12 months? I guess you've been through the cycle a few times now. Can you take us? Uh, and I know there's also international events that, that are related to you guys as well. Can you take us through the rest of the year a little bit, uh, uh, and just tell us what you might already be doing for AHR 2024. Yeah. Where is that? Um, Where is 2024? Is that? Uh... 2024 is Chicago. Oh, that's right. Okay. Back there. Yeah. And you're exactly right. We're already working on that. Um, so we already have our, you know, exhibitor crew signing up for their booth space and, you know, specking out their slots on the, on the show floor. Um, all of that is, is happening now concurrently as we build up to the show. Um, Following Atlanta, immediately following, you know, of course, we'll do all of our post-show wrapping. We'll make sure that we get out, you know, hot topics that we picked up on the show floor. We'll get all of the information that you guys are looking for in the industry media. Um, we'll get those out so that everyone can kind of see or recap or, you know, relive TBT, uh -huh. what they did at the show. Um, and then we'll also be listening while we're there. We will pick up, you know, conversations um, that we hear around the floor or things that, you know, we project might be a deeper discussion as we head into Chicago. So those things will become part of my list to explore. And then I, you know, go out into the world and take projections from the exhibitors, um, from our attendee crew. We do surveys 
those are very helpful to us. Um, it's a post-show survey. I know surveys are not always the most fun thing to do, mm -hmm. uh, but they are tremendously helpful in giving us feedback for the city that you're in, for you know the actual experience that you have as an attendee, and then also for you know things that you want to see at the show or things that you'd like us to develop more. So that's something that we will be looking for is digesting all of that feedback and all of that information and applying it to what our plans are for Chicago. Um, then there's a lot of, you know, boring details. I'll call them boring details, but very important details, which is, you know, the logistical planning and things that when you walk in, you maybe don't notice, but they make the show kind of magical. Um, so all of that mm -hmm. has to happen. Um, and then you mentioned international events. Yeah, we have Mexico. Um, this year it's Mexico City. And the dates for that are September 19th through 21st. I think. Mm -hmm. um, so that is a growing show. They just celebrated their 25th anniversary this past year um, and they'll be full force ahead. And that show is growing by leaps and bounds. I think, you know, it's following the market that's happening there in Latin America. Um, really exciting thing last year is AHRI opened their first office there in Mexico, coinciding with the um, show that was going on last year. So to see the expansion of our co-sponsors, obviously Ashray has a presence there. Um, they started in Monterey a while back. Um, it just really goes to show what the growth is happening in Latin America. And, you know, we have a show that's established there and we have a lot of manufacturers there and relationships there and people um, are tuning in and they're showing up. They had a great show this past year. Um, nice numbers on the exhibitor side and attendee side. So we expect to see Mexico City be a good show as well. Well, very good. Well, it's, it sounds like you have a full year ahead of you. Nicole, thanks again so much for your time here today and, and, uh, and your insights. Like so many of our listeners, I'm sure I'm really looking forward to, well, I am really looking forward to returning to AHR Expo and seeing so many of our friends and colleagues again. And I'll have to spend more time in the show office this year. Awesome. I have good food for you this year, so. Oh, well, that's, <laughs> us journalists are always looking for that. So that, that's, that's Atlanta good. has great, has great meal service, so. That's true. Very true. Well, thanks again. Um, and thanks everyone for listening. If, if you like what you've heard here today, please click like and subscribe. And, uh, and for more, uh, visit the members only section of our website, hpac.com to check out the rest of our podcast episodes. That said, uh, take care, everyone. Please stay safe and active this winter and, and we'll see you next month on HPAC on the air. And thanks again, Nicole. Thank you.